Hello, and welcome to the Think MHK podcast presented by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. On this episode, you will hear from two of the 2023 15 Under 40 recipients. The 15 Under 40 program selects 15 nominees each year to honor and recognize the accomplishments of outstanding young professionals who make a positive impact in the community and excel in their industry. We look forward to hearing their stories. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Jason Smith, President and CEO of the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. Our special guest for this segment is one of our 15 under 40 winners for 2023, Jamie Minton with Metal Arc. Hey, Jamie. Hi, how's it going? It's going pretty well. Now, you are a return visitor, so we've I had am. a couple, but you are one of our return visitors uh, from the 15 under 40. You were here last oh. year for something else, yep. right? Yep. I was with Kylie Moody. We were talking about the classroom to career program through the chamber, something we've both been involved in for several years now. So, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and going again in 2023, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I know people get really excited about that, and thank you for heading that up with Kylie for a number of years, and and it's it's one of our good programs, so I'd encourage people to go back and find that episode yeah. and learn more about it. So, But today, we're talking about 15 Under 40, so you were one of the inaugural winners of uh, the Chamber's 15 Under 40 program, and that's, mm-hmm. of course, 15 people under 40 years old who are making a difference in the community. So let's just start a little bit talking about you. So tell us how you ended up in Manhattan and and uh, ended up at Metal Arc. Yeah. So I'm a uh, Lawrence, Kansas native, actually, and then ended up in Manhattan, came here on a, a school field trip in high school, actually, to K-State and was a huge KU fan at the time, but fell in love with the campus. And so it kind of sucked me in real quick. And then after after college, I had, I'd met my husband uh, here and stuck around and found a really great home at Metal Arc. And what do you do at Metal Arc? So I'm one of our directors there. I oversee the operations of about half of our organization. So our sales, independent living, restaurant services, home health, kind of a, a little mixed bag of things there. And of course, Metal Arc is well known throughout Manhattan. But for those few that may not know about Metal Arc, give us a, give us a brief description of what that is. Yeah. So we are a retirement community um, and focus on senior services, not just throughout Manhattan, but the greater community. Through home health, we travel all the way to Topeka and and we're in Riley, Kansas as well. So really just trying to um, find a way to meet senior needs. Um, We are a nonprofit. We're very excited about that, have always been that for 42 years now. And of course, um, I have the opportunity to serve on the foundation board there. And every time I go out there, it feels like you all are building something. So lots, <laughs> we, of, lots of growth at Metal Arc, right? We are. That's the that's the fun part uh, for me is we're always changing, always growing. I've You know, we've got several projects always in the works. They don't all happen. But yeah, right now, lots of expansion going on. Yeah. And of course, it's great to have Kimball open, right? Oh, that's been so nice. We all forget, though, to be honest. And I still go out the Tuttle Creek and I'm like, why did I go this way? Um, but we're, we're getting used to it. And it, it's been... It's been nice for residents. They've yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, and it's a real nice area up there. So, mm-hmm. again, we talked about you were the one of the inaugural winners of the 15 under 40. How did how's it feel being named one of the top young professionals in the Manhattan region? You know, it was it was kind of a a whirlwind. I was surprised when I got the nomination, to be honest, and and a little apprehensive about applying, especially you know working in retirement community. Um, age is a is a real thing, and I've spent 13 years there pretending I'm older than I am. Um, and so people were very surprised actually to find out I was under 40. That was the, I, that I was, was a, not, I was not surprised. Oh, thank you. That. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, but it's funny when actually when residents, I've heard them say, you know, this is Jamie, she was one of 15 under 50. And I was like, 
I mean, technically you're right. That's I, right. I still am under 50, but um, you know, it, it was really wonderful. And I've been impressed that I think the chamber's done a wonderful job of of recognizing that and setting it up not just as oh, you're young or new or, or anything like that in the career, but just highlighting us for, for the work we've already done. You talked about this a little bit in your intro, but um, what reasons did you have for choosing to stay in Manhattan when you graduated from Kansas State? Well, so it did help that I'm married to a Manhattan native. So that part helped. Um, but the community itself, it just, you know, it I think it embraces you. And it really feels like a community. So I said I'm from Lawrence. Grew up just outside of Lawrence, actually a small town. But the the difference between Manhattan and Lawrence when I came to visit even, I still see it today, is shocking. From uh, when when I did that that visit, I still remember in college or in high school when I was visiting K-State, you walk around campus and it almost feels like everyone there is in purple. Everyone there is wearing K-State. And you don't find that in other communities. In, in Lawrence, when you'd walk around, you see K-State stuff, you see KU stuff, you see other things. And it just, you know... Manhattan has that we're all in this together, we're all finding our way forward, and gives you the opportunity to find your niche within that. So as you were, as you're describing, or if you were des- describing mm-hmm. uh, to someone why Manhattan is a special place to live, work, and raise a family, what would you tell them? Oh, man, it just checks all the boxes. So for us, it was important. Our family lives here. My parents aren't far. And that was really important to us, um, especially growing a career. It was it was wonderful to have family here that can support and help. But we have that small town feel sometimes, depending on what you're doing. But we have the great, great amenities, the great life, the great restaurants, the entertainment. And you said Metal Arc's always growing and expanding that's manhattan we're we're changing we're keeping up with times i feel like and and it's just you know that's what makes us special is that we're we're hitting big we're we're doing everything we can right now yeah and do you, you have a family then you have yeah oh i maybe should have said that yeah, yeah. so i'm married um my husband is a, a firefighter with with city of manhattan mm-hmm. and we have um a 11 year old he's a, a fifth grader at bergman so it's been fun um seeing him do everything. He's a, he's an avid baseball guy, football guy. I get to coach his baseball team. So that's been, that's been fun. I didn't think I'd get to do that and I get to. So yeah, yeah. well, that's been nice. So what makes you and feel inspired or what motivates you? You know, I think it's, it's seeing all the change and, and seeing all the activity that's happening every day and getting to feel like we're all a part of that. And we all have our own impact um, whether it's big or small, we're getting to be a part of it. It's not happening around us. It's happening with us. So I, I think that's what keeps me going every day is what can I do to to help move it forward and, and keep things going? And particularly in Manhattan, is that? Manhattan has just really, over the past several years, that's just where I want to invest in. Um, I've had opportunities with work to you know try to be more involved in Topeka and other communities. And recently, actually, my uh, boss, Lonnie at, at Metal Arc, we had this conversation and and he said, you know, how do you think about Topeka? And like, we have home health, we're serving some clients there. And, you know, I'm like, you yeah, know, that's great. But I, I can't see myself investing in that community there. That's just not where my heart is. That's not where my family is. And and so it, it is very personal to Manhattan for me to just be here and, and get to see this community move forward. So what are some of the things that you see in the community that, that you're real uh, motivated by or, or optimistic yeah. about? So I, for me, it, it's three things and it's three things I've gotten to be involved in. So I think that's where my passion lies and my inspiration lies. I think youth in the community. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of the classroom to career program and as I said, I've coached some teams along the way, and I think that's 
a huge part of our community from talent retention and commu- and and recruitment in this community. Um, so focusing on youth and what their parents do and all of that. Uh, healthcare. I think we have to have amazing, stellar healthcare for continued growth. And then uh, Kansas State. And this year, I was lucky enough to help out with some of the stuff the College of Ag was working on. And so that was fun, fun for me um, to just get to work in those areas, too. So what advice would you have for other young professionals who are just getting out of school and entering the workforce? This may be terrible advice, but it's what worked for me. And it's, you know, take the job. Oftentimes, I think people look at it and they, you know, it doesn't check every single box that they want. And what I did at Metalark is I I found a place that I wanted to be. Actually, I started there as an assistant to an assistant, I think was my first job title. And you just put in the hours and you work and you hustle and you listen and people will notice that. And and you just don't give up. So you work, work, work and find find the place that lets you do that and that rewards that. Yeah, that's good advice. I, I think sometimes I watch students come out of school and we're getting engaged a lot more and trying to convince them to stay in Manhattan. And um, there's sort of this idea that, well, I have to get my perfect job right out of right. college. And, and I think sometimes students do a disservice to themselves by not just getting on. In your case, you found a home and you yep. were able to move within that. And in some other cases, I'm, like mine, you find a job and that leads to another job, which leads yep. to another organization, which leads to another. So, but it's hard to find those yep. when you're home sitting on the couch. Absolutely. And it's, you don't always, I mean, graduating college is wonderful and, and such a great achievement, but you don't always know what you want to do. And so what I have thought 15 years ago, this is what I would be doing. No, but have I been able to like kind of pave my way and and make that happen? Yeah. And it's by finding the right organization to do it with and being willing to to do a job that maybe wasn't your ideal to start with, but you can turn it into that. Yeah. hundred percent agree. So that's good advice. So other than the Think MHK podcast, are there any other podcasts that you listen to and would recommend to people? The Kelsey Brothers, their New Heights podcast. That one I've been catching. I'm sure everybody has been listening to that one. And I listen I'm to- I'm unfamiliar with it. What is it? What is the Kelsey Brothers? Oh, the, oh, Kelsey, the Kelsey Brothers. The Kelsey Brothers. Come on, I'm Jason. sorry. I got it. I got uh, it. Not only am I a K-State fan, I'm Chiefs fan. So, so listening to them- um, I, and I get little snippets on, you know, Instagram, TikTok. That that's how I listen to uh, it. So not not big into other podcasts other than Think Image. They seem like they have a, a really good. I, and I have a brother too, so I feel a little kinship in that. Where they seem like they have a good relationship, and Jason kind of keeps Travis grounded a little bit. Yes, so. I think he needs that. I think yeah. the Chiefs. We need we need Jason to keep Travis Kelsey. Yeah, maybe grounded. if Jason retires, we he can just move to Kansas there City. Full-time there we go. That and, would that would help. And just yep. take care of Travis. Okay. Well, Jamie, thank you for uh participating and, yeah. and being part of our fifteen under forty program. Uh this we're gonna move to another segment. I don't know if you did this the last time or not, if we had you do this, but uh it's it's the infamous rapid fire oh, okay. segment yes. of yes. the program. And so we'll have ten questions and we'll ask them and you are uh try to answer them as quickly as possible. So are you ready? Okay. I can, I can handle that. Okay. Let's here we it. go. Do you have any hidden talents? Uh, I do. I can wiggle my ears and wiggle them separately from each other. Um, that's an int- that Now that is a hidden talent. That It is. It truly yeah. is hidden. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to have you show that to us. That's obviously not great podcast. <laughs> I know. Fodder. I know. If we were videoing so, it, it would be yeah. really super impressive. Yeah, yeah. So what movie have you seen the most? 
Major League, probably hundreds Seriously. of times. Yes. I love that movie. Well, it's my favorite movie ever. It is. It's a great movie. Uh, describe your perfect day. Oh, right now, I would say breakfast at the chef and then probably a round of golf and catching a baseball game or doing doing something fun with friends. Sounds like a great day. What uh, What was your first job? In middle school, we uh, detasseled corn. So I lived in Lincoln for 10 years and I, I knew a lot of kids who detasseled. Yep. They used to load us up on a school bus and we'd go out to some... Farm in Lawrence. Yeah, there was a lot of detasseling going on in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your most prized possession? We went to a Chiefs game uh, when Byron Pringle was playing for the Chiefs. And after the game, he gave me his uh, gloves and sweaty towel. And so I, we were in Tennessee and I wore that glove around all of Broadway for the rest of the night. Nice, sweaty yeah. towel. I like mm -hmm. it. What skill would you most like to learn? I think my family would like if I said cooking. Oh, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're a great cook. No, um, it's bad. Oh, okay. Well, what is the one thing that instantly makes your day better? A compliment. Oh, okay. Keep it simple. All right. Well, Jamie, you're doing great on this. Oh, thank interview. you. See, my day's better. All right. Explain an inside joke you have with a friend or family member. Okay. In uh, my family, my parents, siblings, um, we had a big fight years ago about whether or not a shortstop could be left-handed and be in the major leagues. I, I don't know why. We, it was a very heated discussion. And so now anytime things are weird or boring or we're fighting about something. Usually it's my husband that will say, well, but the big question is, can a can shortstop left be left-handed? Left mm -hmm. is, is there a left-handed shortstop? I'm, I'm No. And if my dad hears this, he'll be arguing that it can happen and there's no reason it can't happen. But the rest of us are definitely on the, we but, can't think well, of any left-handed shortstop. Is there one? I'm, I, I'm, I'm struggling to listen, think of one. Listen, we couldn't think of one and we didn't Google it because we didn't want him to be correct that there could yeah. be a left-handed Now, bat left-handed, but throw, you're saying yes, throw like right. Yes, like field, yes. Because mm -hmm. obviously there's shortstops who switch hitters or whatever. Yep. But now from a fielding perspective, it's... I would be, you know what? The other one that you don't see a lot of left-handers is catcher. Yep. Or yep. third baseman. I wonder if it has to do with, um, we're going to get off, but this is becoming a sports That's okay. Let's do it. Let's, I'm, I'm good with the sports podcast. I wonder if it podcast. has something to do with the way the, you throw the ball across the diamond. It is. And yeah. it's like how you, you kind of have to turn around depending on when it's going. But the argument, mm -hmm. I guess, could be made that, I don't know, then, then how can you be a right-handed second baseman if if you can't be a left-handed shortstop. We don't so, throw to third much, though. You don't. And that's where, listen, this has been highly debated. Yeah. And, there's very, not, and there's not many. Uh, you see there a lot of left-handed first First base. Man. That's yeah. kind of why well, I think they just kind of get pigeonholed there, too. They say, you know, you're left-handed, you're playing first. Or left-handed. Pitchers. Don't see a lot of left-handed right fielders, either. Mm -mm. See? Now we're thinking. Now this is, right. this is what we do. We should. Jamie, you and I should start right, a sports there we go. Let's I was do a it. sports writer in my first career, so we could do that. Okay. Mm. So, we're. let's see. We just did Inside Joke. What is the most ridiculous thing you believed as a child? For some reason, I was terrified of the trash truck, and I don't remember why. I'm, I'm certain my older siblings had something to do with it, but like absolutely terrified that the trash truck was going to eat me or something. It's my brother uh, had that fear over car washes. Yeah. Like we would go through a car wash and he just would flip out. He, I, there's something I think, I, yeah. I don't know noise, what it is. I think it's the noise. Something. And all, that, yeah. all right. Last question. What is one question you wish people would ask you less? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of known for, for wearing some tall heels every now and then. And people always ask me, how can you walk in those? And not that the question offends me. It's that I don't have an answer that doesn't um, make me sound mean or <laughs> aloof or anything like that. So I mean, I think you just do it, right? Yeah, that's like why I, I well, my answer is usually, I mean, the same way you walk. And they're like, well, that's not, you know, and it, yeah. it becomes a interesting 
I got it. Well, that yeah, that may be the most interesting rapid fire segment that we've ever had. On hey, there here. we go. So Left-handed I, shortstops. I, it it I wins it every that. time. So, Jamie, congratulations again on well, winning the you. award this year and our inaugural class. Yeah. So hopefully you can come back next year and celebrate next Absolutely. year's winners. But you will always be one of the first. There we go. Always so, have that. And thank you for visiting us again on the Think MHK podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Jason. Mm-hmm. The Think MHK podcast is brought to you by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. Don't forget to subscribe and like the Think MHK podcast on your preferred podcast provider, and you will never risk missing an episode. If you enjoyed our show, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. To find out more about today's topic or other chamber activities, please go to manhattan.org. And now back to today's show. Our guest today is another one of our 15 under 40 winners, but she also, this is, I believe, her third appearance on the podcast and that is Summer Odd Dirks with Dirks Law Firm. Hey, Summer. Hey there. How are you? I'm doing good. So I think you were on once for being an uh, upcoming chair. And then I think we had a show last season on our on your DEI initiatives. And so is, is this your third appearance? Correct. Okay. So you're old hat at this. So this, yes. this, is, this is no step for a stepper. So you should be good. Um, but we're here today actually to talk about your selection as uh, in the inaugural class of 1540, which is uh, 15 young professionals who have been identified as making a difference uh, in the community. And um, and so we're having all the winners on this season. And so thank you for being with us. You bet. So before we get into the award and some of those things, maybe remind everybody uh, a little bit about Summer and how you ended up in Manhattan and what you do in Manhattan. So um, I am the owner of Dirk's Law Firm. I have been practicing law in Manhattan for 10 plus years. I originally came here as a student at K-State 21 years ago, and I never left. Uh, Started out at the K-State Foundation in the College of Agriculture, working on some fundraising, then went over to the Convention Visitors Bureau and did convention sales. So that's that's where I'm here. And actually, we, we've talked about this before. You were the first former chamber employee to be a chair. And Correct. now we have another one that will start in two years. In two Stacey years, mm-hmm. Yeah, was a former employee who will be a chair and you're from Coffeyville, correct? correct? Did I get that right? So talk about Dirk's Law Firm. What are some of the things that you specialize in? I'm a general practice firm. I do a lot of real estate, probate, adoption, estate planning, contracts, divorce, kind of just the anything and everything other than criminal law and patent law. You have to go to additional law school for patent law and nobody wants to do that. seems like you're always having to fight a lot to of paperwork. It. Yeah. And I like to be in the courtroom, so I, I enjoy litigation. So basically, other than criminal, if somebody says, I need a lawyer, you could, you could probably fill that. Correct. Okay. Correct. I gotcha. All right. So maybe talk a little bit about how you feel about being named to the inaugural class of the 15 under 40. Well, it's it's a huge honor. I think that having been a part of that first class, seeing the the caliber of young professionals that came out of that class was pretty impressive. A lot of us have been working uh, for a long time as volunteers in the community, and it's nice to be recognized for that work. Um, and I know that we'll continue to do that. You know, we weren't we weren't striving for some sort of an award. It's just a selfless act that we do as a volunteer, and so we're happy to do that. Yeah, and this was young professionals was one of the things you were chair and. 2022 was one of the areas that you asked our staff and the other leadership in the organization to focus on. And this was one of the outcomes of that is is an, a recognition program to acknowledge the uh, volunteerism that our young professionals have undertaken. Right, right. It's important to recognize that work because if you don't, you're probably going to lose them. That talent will go elsewhere where they are recognized and feel 
special and, and wanted. So it's important to recognize it. And, and we've talked about this before too, but do you, uh, we think you were the youngest chairman in the chamber history. You were I Ned believe Seaton, so. Right? Yes. I think Ned or was Ed the Seaton, youngest. I almost said, don't, it, oh, Ned correct. is right. Ed, Ed was Ed the Seaton. youngest male. I think I was the youngest female. What made you decide to get engaged like that with the chamber other than, I guess, maybe because you're, you had some familiarity from your days working there. Right. I, I decided to say yes to that over, I guess it was five years ago. Uh, because I knew that it was an important role and I knew that I could make a difference and I was excited to do it. Uh, at the time I, I had a different, I was in a different business partnership. And so I had a lot more flexibility than what I did this past year. So it was a lot more difficult than what I anticipated, but it was really fun and I was able to make a difference. Yeah. And we appreciated your, your service, not just the year you were chair, but, but again, it's a five-year commitment. So thank you for doing that. So you, you mentioned you came here to go to school and decided to stay. What made you stay initially and why have you decided to stay um, long-term? Well, um, I, I love Manhattan. I love what it has to offer. Uh, it's, a, it's that small town with a big city feel sometimes where you know everybody and everybody's looking out for you. Uh, you're, you're helping other businesses. You can work with other businesses. Uh, I like the schools. I like the people. It's, it's that Midwest vibe where we all get along and watch out for each other. So I'm going to follow up and, and it sounds like maybe some of the answers will be s similar, but um, you get a chance to interact with a lot of young people, I assume, at K-State and then people maybe who are considering living in Manhattan. How would you describe Manhattan when you talk to those people as a great place to live, work, and raise a family? Well, I think it's it's important for us to focus on the fact that there are professionals in our community that want to see it grow. There are people all up and down Points Avenue, even as, a, as an example, that are striving to do new different things. Aggieville is the same way. I mean, we have growth all over the city that's happening as a result of people wanting to stay here, wanting to put their dollars back into the, the town and seeing it grow. So I like to talk about the vibrancy and the potential of moving forward and how how it's changed for me in that 21 years that I've lived here and how it's gotten even better and better with time. And I've lived in several university communities. And I know when we've talked to students, and that includes here, is sometimes there's not a recognition from students that they can stay in this community or stay in a university community because they just see it through the eyes of a student and everything feels student-centered. Right. But, but actually, the young professionals ha are creating a dynamic where uh, and getting on campus to show that you can graduate and there's a whole different life outside of right. that structure, right? right? So you you were one of those people. Talk about that transition and, and what that was like. Yes. I mean, when I came to Kansas State University, uh, I thought there were four roads and that was, that was the this, the area that I had to stay within. I didn't realize there was just a town outside or even a business community that I could get to know. So when I graduated and got my first job in being introduced, making friends outside of my college class was, it was difficult, but I, I met a lot of people at the K-State Foundation. Then when I went to the Chamber of Commerce, that's when I really realized the value of the chamber where you could get plugged in, you could get connected, network and make relationships. And so I think that our young professionals group is going to do just that. We've recognized that there is a gap there between the university and Votex and, and even our Christian college where we need to make sure that those young professionals get to stay in town and they see the the growth that there is and the opportunity there is to stay here. And of course, 22 was the first year we actually had memberships in, our, in HYPE, which is a right. professional's organization, and already have nearly 250 members. So that's- Yeah, I think we're at 300. Oh, we're, we're over 300. Yes. Uh, I should have gotten a briefing before I yes. came in. That's incredible. So so we talk about it's a great place for young professionals as well, but you have a daughter and, and, uh, and I, we hear a lot 
that's great for families. So that would be another area that I would assume that you think Manhattan is great as well. Yes, yes. I mean, being a um, being a parent of a, a little girl uh, that's in elementary school, I get to interact with other parents, other sports parents, teams, and I have another layer of the community that I'm able to plug into and see the needs. And you know, we talk about Parks and Rec, we talk about different things that that those folks might need that are relevant to the chamber and our initiatives and how we can help them. But it is it's nice to be connected to a, a set of families too. Yeah. And your daughter's six? She's six. All right. And she goes to Amanda Arnold. Amanda Arnold. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um so what are some things uh that inspire you or motivate you? Well, I think that thinking about her future really, I mean, I, I've talked about that lately, but um you know, the, the work that I do as a volunteer is not for my business. I mean, I, of course, I, I obtain clients by way of uh, having my name out there, but it's it's really just for our future of living here, for my kid to live here. I want it to be a good spot for her to feel welcome, connected, um, have friends that she can be comfortable being around. So there's just a lot of a lot of future thought that I think about when I do the volunteer work. And we talked about your initiatives when you were chair, but uh, I think we advanced a lot in this year was DEI. Talk mm-hmm. about why you thought that was important and and the and some of the things that you feel like we were able to accomplish. Right. I, I think in that area, uh, the biggest stride that we've made is making a standing DEI committee to address equality and equity issues and what that looks like long-term. Um, that's created some programmings. We've also... Uh, Put the chair of that committee on the board as a uh, standing position on the board and appointed Black Entrepreneurs of the Flint Hills member to the Chamber Board of Commerce as well. Um, And just rewritten the bylaws to be more inclusive for membership and for board members at large. So we've made a lot of progress there. And that's just important to me just because I, I I want to retain talent and I want to attract talent. And I think we're missing out on a percentage of folks that are leaving because they might not be feeling comfortable in our community and we need to fix that. And again, I think we appreciate your um, willingness to to stand up and, and lead that effort for us because I think we have, I think it's important for the organization long term to to do better in that area. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we're on that, we're on that path. So you get to talk to a lot of young professionals. You have a couple on your staff even that are that are active in, in the young professionals organization. But what advice do you have for young professionals who are just getting out of school and entering the workforce or, or starting their own business? There are many different things. But as far as a volunteer aspect, I think be intentional about your volunteer work and don't overexhaust yourself too early. Uh, because then you just you just won't want to continue and, and you will be continuing for the wrong reasons and and not putting your full self into a board or a committee. So being intentional about what you're doing for volunteer work and making sure that you do that volunteer work and do get involved in your community is very important to to make your community grow in the way that you want it. But I think also networking, if you're entering the workforce, you need to be able to network and become confident in yourself uh, to advocate for the next role, the next thing that you're looking forward to doing. You've, You've got to be able to network and grow relationships. That's good advice. So other than, of course, this podcast, which I'm sure you are a a religious listener to, are there any other podcasts that you listen to on a regular basis? You know, time management, I I have not listened on a regular basis because I can't seem to manage my time. But I do listen to time management podcasts when I'm on long trips where I want to learn about how to... um, how to effectively work on my clients' cases and volunteer my time and become the best parent I can be. So working on that. Is that a specific one or is that or is there just no, several? No, not a specific. I just click and go. 
Okay, so you just like search time management and right. see what looks interesting. Yeah, That makes sense. And of course, the Think MHK podcast, I'm sure. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the end of uh, the interview part of this uh, segment. And we are moving to the uh, very famous rapid fire part of this podcast. So are you ready? Yes. Number one, do you have any hidden talents? I do. I, I can show sheep like no other. I'm a, I'm a sheep showman. And I can work some cattle like you've never seen. So, so kind of a farm girl yes. that's, that maybe a lot of people don't realize. And, and that's from your Coffeeville days, right? Correct. Coffeeville yep. My dad still runs, mm-hmm. Dad still runs Black Angus and we showed sheep all of our lives. So, uh, What do you want people to remember about you? Um, that I stand up and I speak up for what's, what I feel is right and I'm not afraid to do that. I think that's an important thing that that makes me who I am. Now, these next two kind of go together, but what job did you want as a kid? I wanted to be a veterinarian. Okay. Well, that goes back to the animal thing, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then I decided while I was in undergrad, I didn't want to go to school for that long. So then I graduated and I went to school for that long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I was. Uh, I was a pre-med major and then I went, wait, what? Science? I don't want to want to do all that. So yeah. I found something new. Uh, so we, we asked which job you want as a kid, but what was your first job? First job would have been a lifeguard. I've lifeguarded at probably seven pools over my career. Okay. So you could save somebody's life if they yes. were drowning. All right. That's good, that's, that's good to know. Uh, what skill would you most like to learn? I want to be like a professional dancer. Like I like to watch Dancing with the Stars and I want to be them. We should look and see. Um, we may have a chamber member. Maybe yeah. that's if not, we should target them to be chamber members. Right. We can all go learn how to dance because I would like to know how to dance too. Right. Do the really salsa. Learned. Do the uh, all of the cool things. I, w- I grew up Church of Christ and we didn't go to dances. And so, but now I kind of like, I, I'd like to learn how to do that. Okay. And so I'm going to ask you what, I don't know, this question says, what's the coolest place you've traveled? I assume that means like hip, not like, temperature cold. So what is the coolest place that you've traveled? I, when I was in high school, I went to Ireland, Scotland, London as part of a club that I was in. And that was the neatest experience ever. And of course I'm a, I'm a sheep girl. So Mm -hmm. seeing the sheep run and the sheep dogs work was just really neat in Ireland and Scotland. Awesome. Now, have you ever gone in one of the chamber trips? No, I should do that. Yeah, because we do. I know they they went to, um, the chamber went to uh, Ireland a few years ago. I've heard the stories about, but for those that are on the podcast and don't know that you can sign up to do group travel Mm -hmm. with other chamber members and we are going to Greece in the fall. So, yes. And I believe Italy in the the following, in spring of 24. Yeah. Anybody that's interested in traveling that, that, Give Charlotte a call down at the chamber. Uh, what is the one thing that instantly makes your day better? Oh, my kid. Just seeing her smile. Just give a hug, period. I can relate to that and, and agree 100%. Do you prefer working remotely or in the office? You know, both, Jason. I feel like I like to be in the office because I want to have the conversation about the issues that we're working on. But I like to work remote because I sometimes like to be left alone and have the, the focus and the silence. Um, so best of both worlds. I can do either. First, and I, and I guess these can be two different answers, first and favorite concert. My first concert, I think, was Beach Boys with my parents. Okay. Favorite Garth Brooks, you know, about a year and a half ago. That was nuts. I love that one. Was that when he was in Kansas, Kansas City? City? Okay. And he was at the stadium? Yes. Yeah, I've heard that was a good show. Okay. Last question. What advice would you give the 19-year-old Summer? Don't overextend and don't take life too seriously. Relax a little bit. That's good advice. Summer, thank you so much for joining us today and congratulations on being one of the inaugural class of 15 under 40. And and thank you again for all you have done for the chamber and all your volunteer work with the organization. Thank you. Happy to do it. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Think MHK, a podcast produced by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. If you enjoyed the Think MHK podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and share it out on your social media channels. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you.